Welcome to another episode of the Wolf's Den podcast. We have another lovely guest with us. I will let her introduce herself and what is it that you do? Okay, so my name is Jumila Isidore. I'm 27 years old. I consider myself to be a fashion entrepreneur because not only do I do fashion design, <clears throat> um, I also do hair. I also have an online thrift um, business here in Saint Lucia. Mm -hmm. um, it's for fashion accessories. Usually thrifting is for like clothing and everything, but mm -hmm. for now I limit it to fashion accessories. So it can work hand in hand with my fashion business. So yeah, I do hair, I also sell journals. I'm just all about the entrepreneurial life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds like you're a serial entrepreneur, somebody who has lots of starts up startups and and dabbling in lots of different things. Yes. Every because I'm very creative, so every um path I take like in creativity wise, I just find a way to make it into a business. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like to just keep my stuff to myself. I like to share. So, <laughs> you like to share. That means you have lots of siblings and you've grown up in a household of sharing. Yes. <laughs> Five brothers. Wow. Okay. Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been tough. Uh, I was like the princess. So. <laughs> Must have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. Awesome. So l let's go back to the beginning. What... Mm -hmm. Um, did you go to school? Where and whatnot? Um, and did that af affect your journey in any way? Um, so I studied business administration at SAFA. Like that's what I always wanted to get into business. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I didn't graduate. I had a car accident and like a, it's a whole story. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, I started my business. So I started my business whilst I was in SAFA. Wow. Um, creating clothes for people mm -hmm. and then after I realized like I wasn't graduating after the accident and stuff I just dive into my business like working for myself making clothes for people and stuff soon after probably the year after I traveled to Canada to study fashion at and business I did that for two years I worked in um, Adidas as a visual merchandising manager because visual merchandising is all part of like the business side of fashion because you can have like the nicest clothes uh, but if you don't know how to market it because visual merchandising is like marketing so if you don't know how to market and put it together then no one will see the true beauty of clothing so i worked there for one year and i decided that you know what I was done with the cold, first of all, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back home and I'm going to start. I save up enough money, I think. I'm going to come back home and start. But I came back, I tried relaunching. I had a whole bunch of stuff happening at that time because I been away from my family for like so long. Mm -hmm. I came back and I it, it didn't work out as planned. But right now I'm just like working on the back end and trying to put everything together so I can actually relaunch mm -hmm. yeah okay so canada how how was that uh it was uh, it was a very different experience <laughs> like i said i'm the cold was i didn't really <laughs> enjoy the cold at all i looking at the snow from my bedroom was nice but <laughs> being in it and going to work it was too much but the experience was nice i learned a lot about fashion i even learned thrifting there um where you would go shop 
and get um, clothing that people no longer need. It's still in good condition, mm -hmm. but they no longer want it. You know how fashion is already. One mm -hmm. moment it's up, one moment it's down. Right. But yeah, one man's trash is, an, <laughs> is another man's treasure. Correct. So you go, you find some gems, and then you take it, and then you style it together. And yeah, it's amazing. It's affordable. It's you helping the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you said you learned thrifting. Is that through your own like experiment or you had somebody who taught it to you? Okay, so in my fashion school, we had a course called um, Ethics and Sustainability. Mm -hmm. And there they spoke about how um, fast fashion is bad for the environment. So through that, it, um, through that the, they entered into thrifting and why thrifting is good for the fashion industry. So through that, I got like a reason, more, a more better reason for me to thrift. So not only the clothes were like cheap, like you would get um, really nice looking, vintage kind of looking clothes. That'd be cool, nobody has it. But you're also like listening on your carbon footprint and helping the environment and that was a plus for me. Okay. Yes. So that's how it's, but okay, so how is it good for the industry though? Like that's how it's good for the environment, but how is it good for the industry? The fashion industry? Yeah, the thrifting. How is it good for it? For the industry. Okay, so first of all, you could use vintage clothing and upcycle it. So if I, for example, if I get a dress that someone no longer like, I could take it and like create something beautiful out of it. Mm -hmm. So that means not only um, are we helping the environment by using something, but we mm -hmm. adding more to make it into like something new, something mm -hmm. fashionable. So that's how I can see working hand in hand with the fashion industry mm -hmm. and also the um, the accessories. Mm -hmm. So if you have like a really nice dress that you bought from or you made from wherever and then style it with some uh, uh, um, bag or shoe, that you found in 15 mm -hmm. and make it look new. Okay. Yeah. So basically it's like creating new products from old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so you said you start, um, you said you started out in Senusha. Yeah. Um, how, how did that launch go? Um, well, it was, it went well because from school, like I transitioned. So I had customers from school at from pouring because I was sewing from since secondary school. Mm -hmm. So everybody in my secondary school already knew that I could have sewn. Mm -hmm. And then went to Sir Arthur, everybody knew I could have sewn in my class and everything. So it's like the transition on like getting customers, clients was easy. And yeah, it, it was going well mm -hmm. until I left and I went to school. And obviously like, since I'm not being consistent, it simmered down here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and you, since you're passionate about it, you wanted to restart it? Yes, because that have always been my dream. Mm -hmm. And I'm one to always preach, stick to your dreams no matter what. I fell in love with fashion since I was nine years. And my goal has always been to have my own business. And no matter how long I'm going to take me, I'm going to do it one day. Have my own little fashion company, fashion empire. I like to see. <laughs> yes, so have my own little fashion empire. It will um, incorporate so many different things: styling, teaching, like just so many different things I have mm -hmm. in store for my fashion empire. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, I can't wait to see what that empire will look like. Yes. <laughs> so that's interesting. The fact that you have such, um, you've had that dream since you were nine. Yeah. Do you know, can you remember what influenced you to have that dream? Yes, I talk about it all the time. So yeah, Bratz um, is a show about four girls that um, they're friends, they go to school together, and they just always look good. But they had one of them in particular that make her own clothing. Mm-hmm. And she would always stand out. And everybody knew. Like Jade, her name was Jade. Jade is the fashionista. And I was like, she's a kind of like Asian looking girl. Mm-hmm. But she was like so different. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, you know, whenever she make her clothes, she would stand out. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be her. I want to stand out. Right. And from then, I just like started making doll clothes. And then gradually mm-hmm. yeah so and that was from nine that was from nine mm. and i would say my grandparents played a major part in that in in nurturing my my love for sewing and fashion mm-hmm. because my grandmother was a seamstress in her back in the days and my grandfather was a tailor back in his days mm-hmm. and that's all my different sides of the family so my mother's mother was the seamstress and my father's father was mm-hmm. a tailor so it's like my grandmother, so my mother's mother, she would show me how to cut, show me how to show it, sew in my hands. And my grandfather would have like extra cloth or he would give me. And then he actually gave me my first sewing machine at 13 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from then, it's just been on a my way up, like <laughs> just improving. Right. So all like literally a skyrocket from then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell me how has it been opening i mean a thrift store something that we don't really have in st Lucia. yeah so how has that been navigating um unknown an unknown industry in st Lucia? okay um so when i i opened it like a few people told me like they've heard of it but it's like so amazing that you know i bring it down they would love the experience to like for it to be like in a store and then for them to walk around and see everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like it's all in the making, like in the future, yes. So they were really excited. I find people participated. So how I do it is like I would um post and ask people like if they have stuff that they want to sell. Um then I tell them like I give them like a little contract saying like I will get a percentage of the money of the sale for like marketing and just keeping the product and you would make like the majority of it. Mm-hmm. So I got a few people to give me some of their old stuff that was really good. And I resell it for other people that was interested in buying it. And that went on for like, let's say five months until I, w- I ran out of product mm-hmm. and I didn't have time because I was working on my other business. So I didn't have time to market it again and advertise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all that's, all that's in the making. <laughs> so you said other business. What, what other business? Oh, my clothing, my clothing business. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to relaunch it, like I said, I was mm-hmm. trying to relaunch it. So I, I actually, um, when I realized that my relaunch wasn't going to go as planned, I just came up with another idea because I had a whole bunch of clothes, not clothes, like fashion accessories from Canada I came down with. And I was no longer going to use them. So I said, okay, what am I going to do? I was going to have a garage sale. I'm like, that's no, no. <laughs> I think I will make it into a thrift store and then I'll sell it like that. Yeah, I was planning to do a garage sale. I'm like, you know what? 
since i love thrifting i miss it so much i'm going to do a like a thrift shop it's new it's you know it's something i believe that people would be excited about especially with fashion accessories um i believe before it wasn't so popular in Russia, but lately i've seen girls like been matching the shades the shoes and the pads and i'm like okay it's a thing it's definitely a thing in Russia, and you know you spend so much money on a product for example a bag a shoes a shade and you don't really want to style these three things over and over again so you could sell it for you make you some money back you could either purchase some more or buy what we have in the thrift store because other people are bringing their stuff so they might not want it but you will see them and be like okay that's a gem i have an outfit that can definitely match with that so yeah and then you put it together so that was my idea and it's it was received well i just needed to keep consistent that's one of my struggles so mm -hmm. being consistent yeah i mean I, that's what i think it's really about at the end of the day everybody has ideas and 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 dreams and whatnot but unless you stick to something consistently yes. it's yes. never going to like go into fruition like you want it to yes. um but i, I mean the, the fact that you have all these ideas and you 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 don't let anything stop you yeah. that that's the point of this podcast the for people who have the ideas but then they they for whatever reason they're they're they, they're stopped yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say they're afraid but the point is they're stopped so what um, do you, what can you say to that? Or at least just give your experience as to why um, you're, so, you're the go-getter. Okay, so first of all, what I say is I love um, having my end goal in mind. So we spoke about this earlier, vision boards, you know, that's my thing. So seeing my vision, seeing what I want to accomplish with my life, it gives me the motivation to keep going, keep pushing and not giving up on my dream. Because I don't want to settle for just living a normal basic life. When I know I am wonderfully and fearfully made by God and I have potential, like I have, I have talent, I have potential, I can give so much. So I don't want to just limit myself. And I, so I put my vision board up. I always have in mind what I want to get. So that's always my push for me to keep on going. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, for example, if I have a business idea and I sleep on it. And so, for example, if I had the thrift idea, like it's a new idea in terms of it's still online, but I could say I came up with it first. <laughs> so I don't want to sleep on it. And then like five years down the line, somebody come up with the thrift idea mm -hmm. and it's like, I had that idea and why didn't I go after it? Right. Yeah, so I want to like put out everything. Even if it's not 100, it will get there. Eventually, if I continue working on it, mm -hmm. it will get to where I want it to be. So mm -hmm. that's my, that's always my thing. Okay. Just put it out, put it out, put it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said, we did speak about um, vision board. So um, where did you learn about vision board? What? Where, where did you learn about vision boards? Ah, YouTube. So there's this girl on YouTube I follow. I've been following her for years. And she's been speaking about like just putting your visions, having a vision board and watching where you want to go. It keeps you motivated. 
so for mine i kind of um made it mine my i used to have um my school criteria when i was going to college i put that on the wall and like mm. i would check it every time <laughs> every semester and i pass a course mm. i would check it and write the percentage i got mm-hmm. and i felt like that gave me a boost so like <laughs> next semester i know i have seven subjects for me to tick off my wall mm-hmm. i need to tick them off my wall <laughs> so yeah that gave me a boost so i'd say like her, she inspired me, but also just my my personal drive. Mm-hmm. It it kept me. Yeah. Yeah, because that was like twenty nineteen. I think I learned about it, and up until now, I do that and mm-hmm. checklist. I love yeah. checklist too. Yeah, I mean, based on what we discussed too, yours is more in depth than what I what what I do, right? So <laughs> yeah. that already shows that you naturally have the the drive. Yeah. And it's basically you you just learned a tool. To basically help you be more you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's great. Um, so as YouTube, you learn that. Okay. So I I like that it's from YouTube in a sense because mm-hmm. this that's not something that's taught in the curriculum here in no. Sanusha. Um, I mean, I didn't hear about vision boards through Sanusha either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that shows that even if we're not taught it here, we can still access the information yeah. online. Um, and how much do you attribute that information, the, the tools that you've picked up towards your success that you've, you've um, had in the business j- life journey? Mm-hmm. How do I attribute, attribute? Like how much do you attribute those tools, like the vision board and oh, everything okay. else that you learned towards your success in business? Okay, so I would say I use um, vision boards for if I have to create um a garment i get inspiration and i put them all together i do it on pinterest i don't print it out and put it on my wall maybe i should start doing that <laughs> but i put it on pinterest so just the whole concept of seeing exactly what i want and then also checklist is so important like i cannot make a garment for someone if i don't use a checklist mm-hmm. so like i know today i have to cut and sew i have to um redo something i need to do something i write it down so i know exactly what i'm doing and i'm on point with customers projects mm-hmm. and that's the how i would say i use what i learn and also i um taught how to create your own vision board mm. on my very first youtube channel i started yeah. in 2020. wow yeah so i have youtube it haven't been up for like ever since i came down to Senush, i haven't been working on it mm-hmm. i still try and get everything in order because you know lighting and environment sound is all like great components to a great video mm-hmm. so i am working on all these things before i could start back youtube mm-hmm. yeah so it sounds like you have a lot in the work a lot going on, <laughs> <laughs> lot going on. <laughs> okay so how do you would you rate yourself on managing your time and managing all these different projects that you're doing I still need help with time management because although I do um, a lot of different little things, I still feel like I could be more productive if I spend less time off social media. Mm -hmm. So I would take breaks every now and then from social media, but I would say um, I still have to work on managing my time. The checklists help me too. So if I know I have these five things to complete today, 
or before that specific time, then I will make sure I do it. And mm-hmm. If I don't do it, I'll push it for the next day and right. get it done. But yeah. you keep you keep you kept on track because of the list that you have yeah. written on. Yeah. I have to like I feel like I and plan like I have a planner, but on the planner I write my checklist. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I don't do that then my mind will go all over the place because I have so many ideas and so many things happening. <laughs> yeah. So I have to have my checklist. Right. I mean what what you what you're living is literally the testimonial where that's what um everybody preaches in terms of when you're doing business you yeah. you write down the goal you make it plain and simple but the important thing is you write it down yeah yeah um and then you you know keep track especially when you're doing multiple things um there's an app a friend of mine told me about i think it's called trello something mm-hmm. like that where it's like an organization app where you yeah. can create boards yeah. and then on the boards create like different posts and each thing oh. they can share so, so exactly, so it's, it's a collaborative kind of thing too, where if you have a team member, you can create like a board that say um, thrift store, and yeah. then on in that board you'll be creating everything that you need. Okay, today we're going to do the website. Okay, I have Derek doing the website for me, so you go, yeah. you invite Derek onto it, and then you give him tasks. Okay, Derek, I want you to create the homepage today. These are the pictures you need to use, mm. and then blah blah. So he could then see what you want. This kind of organization, like exactly. You give me more information about that app. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Definitely. So, like apps like these are crucial mm-hmm. because you're already doing it. You 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 writing it down and making sure you have everything in plain sight. Yeah. Um. Except that now you can use um technology to help. Yeah. Help that. Because I don't have to travel. Like I always travel with my planner, mm-hmm. and if I have it on my phone. I, well, I use Notes, um, Samsung Notes, Apple Notes, mm. but um, if I could get an app where I can put everything together, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you definitely already apply technology. Like you remember you mentioned um, Pinterest. Yeah, yeah. So you you do apply modern techniques to yeah. the traditional um sewing and whatnot yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i proceed on pinterest i don't see that there's no purpose for me <laughs> every different thing if you want to design a room mm-hmm. you use pinterest you put like all the ideas on the type mm-hmm. of chair you want the type of curtain the type of i do i do pinterest for everything <laughs> everything if i find a party i put the decor ideas a wedding yeah the ideas yeah so maybe you can teach me Pinterest because that's interesting. I never yeah. thought about I can decorate a room. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. I'm actually uh, a project I'm doing. Where I'm start, trying to build, and yeah. I do need to to look at some room decorative decoration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Definitely. then, okay, again, I'm maybe sure. after podcast you yeah, show yeah. me. <laughs> Great. Um. So, back to your business. Our yes. businesses, I should yes. say. Where do you see, like, but you mentioned the empire, but mm-hmm. can you elaborate more on what the empire is or entails? Okay, so I, my plan is to have a, even if it's not like the biggest, but a fashion um, institution in Senusha, because we don't have that. If there is a way I could like um, contact the place where I was, going to school, the college, the institution I was um, studying at. It's like a, a fashion business institution. And then there are fashion, fashion institutions where you actually make clothes. 
and stuff. If I could like find a way where I could create a pathway, so from my little institution in Tenusha, create a pathway for mm-hmm. graduates to go to um, Canada or even like Miami or wherever. Mm-hmm. I am not limiting myself. Mm-hmm. If there's a way I could create a pathway for Tenushans to go over to study even more about fashion, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what I that's what I want to do. I want to have a school, I want to have like a storefront and I want to have like the back end where all the fashion designing and construction and everything is coming together. Mm-hmm. That's my dream. So what would the the storefront house? Um uh, women's or oh, maybe men's too because i i'm trying to get into men's <laughs> <laughs> I try to, because for from ages from the time i was in secondary school my arts teacher because i did visual arts mm-hmm. my arts teacher was like julie you should really get into men's i'm like soon soon <laughs> it's been a, almost 10 years i haven't done men's mm. <laughs> so i i want to get into men's because i feel like it's a needed area you see fashion for women all the time everywhere if I could get into men's and do both, then that would be good. Like, for women would be my, um, the top top of my thing, my mm-hmm. specialty um, section, and mm-hmm. then I can have men's and maybe children too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, but you'll be just a storefront for like clothes. Clothes, yeah. What, clothes. what about the thrift store idea? You're going to go with that too? That's not part that of your That's going hire? to be separate <laughs> from, it's going to be too, like, it's going to be part of my fashion institution, but it's going to be like a separate, um, a separate store. Mm-hmm. Or if I could fit it in the fashion empire, then it can be mm. in the fashion empire. Like I can have the accessories, so you could buy a clothes, and then we could show you how to style using stuff from our thrift store. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to buy like ready-made clothes, um, then you could buy at the thrift store. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you want like pricey, high cost, high end kind of fashion. You come to there. You can't afford it really. You want something really good. You could go down to the thrift store and shop away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, and do you plan to expand outside of Tunisia? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the opportunity presents itself. I would like to go for the Caribbean mm-hmm. and then internationally. Okay. Yeah. So why the Caribbean first? Because I feel like we always get left behind. Why all the nice things have to be in America, in the US, mm-hmm. in, in Canada? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why it have to be there? Like we have a lot of talent and a lot of like great things happening in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I'm Saint Lucian. I am from the Caribbean. I want my country. I want my people to, you know, expand. Mm-hmm. So I'll cater for them first. I'll check for them first. Yeah. Check for them first. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I always say like, I I know there's bigger and better opportunities in Canada in terms of fashion. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like I'm a solution. I want to be labeled as a solution for at least for the beginning of my career mm-hmm. and then I can expand because even if I go to if, when I'm in Tenusha everybody says oh my gosh you you don't need to be in Tenusha you need to go over this whatever go to Canada they were saying the same thing about like I need to go to America like I am too big for Canada it's like I'm not I don't belong here or whatever 
And I'm like, everywhere I go, they will just keep telling me the same thing. So I rather just build myself, learn my country, mm-hmm. my beautiful small country, <laughs> learn it, learn the ins and outs, and then I can expand and travel the world. But then I know my country. I know how things operate in my country. Right. And I check for my people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely one thing. People always have um, something to say. Yep. And they always will give their opinion. Most times unwarranted. <laughs> definitely didn't ask for it. Um, <laughs> and they, and I feel like if you want to listen to people, they'll send you left, left, right, and center. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> please humans. Like, it took me a while to learn that. You cannot, like, you will do what they ask you to do and they'll find something else that you're not doing. Yep. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I'm listening to myself. Where I feel I belong, where God leads me, because I'm a Christian in reality. So I believe in. God giving me, showing me my purpose, and I believe He showed me my purpose. And when He led me, like, if God didn't give you a message for me, or He didn't show you, He said, like, hey, it's a, that's the vision I have for you. Like, if He didn't do that, then don't come and complain about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Because God didn't show you the vision, He showed me the vision. I know what I'm doing in my life, you know? It's just learning that um, you have to do what's best for yourself. At the end of the day, you only have yourself. If everybody around you die or they get married or they go off, you're left with yourself. And then you'll be like, what did I do? What did I accomplish for myself? Why am I not feeling fulfilled? So I, I always preach that like, your happiness is what matters at the end of the day. It's very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's true what you said, but it's clear that you you would have gained that clarity through your religion. Yeah. Um, the power that you you have. Yeah. And your driving force. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I'd say through my religion, but definitely through experience. Mm. Yeah, because you would learn one thing through a religion, but if you don't experience it, you'll not be told. But so from my experience, everything just made sense and became so much clearer, like what I was preached in the religion, what mm-hmm. I was taught in the religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely experience. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I, I truly wish um, everybody can, you know, get that experience mm-hmm. and, and definitely try. Yeah. To me, that like that's what's most important. You just need to try. You have all these goals, you have all these dreams. Just try. Yeah, just try. Just <laughs> put it out. And a lot of us too, we're perfectionists. I'm looking on, <laughs> working on it. So it's like if I don't have a set up exactly the way I want it to be, I will not go out and put something until I have to tell myself, you know what? You just have to put it out and it will grow eventually. Mm-hmm. Like just put it out. Just set the foundation. That's all you need to do. Set the foundation and work out at it. Um, try to be consistent and eventually you will get to the point where you want to be. But exactly. if you stay there and you procrastinate and you don't put nothing out, then you have nothing working for you. You have nothing. Yeah. So you have to at least put something out and then watch it go. Yeah. And in my experience, most times, whatever you had planned originally, the second you put something out, you realize, oh, that's not as feasible as I thought. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this needs to this needs to change and this needs to change and you adapt. Yeah. Whereas you would never have never learned exactly you never learned it had you not tried yeah yeah um i mean even this podcast like 
I'm sure most of you wouldn't even notice the the little editing errors or <laughs> the editing mistakes lessons yeah. I, that I've I've gone through in doing this, and that's how I did it by myself. Yeah. Um, I know eventually I would have an editor and whatnot, but yeah. at least I would have Stop learned mm-hmm. the skill and to know what to look mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. and whatnot. Because imagine when I first started, it was actually my friend who who did that setup for me and oh, the, the lighting saw me doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, the camera, everything was not even me. Mm. Yeah, so that's something I you know learned and yeah. and improving on and okay. and whatnot. So it's it's definitely important to um just do it. Yeah, just that. And you know, in about ten years' time, you your podcast will be up and running, mm-hmm. and you will have these petty mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's good. That's good that you started. Yeah, I think that that's that's just a common message like amongst all my episodes. I find. Everybody who's who's, who's 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 come here, all it says just get started. Just get do it started. like just Nike. It. Yeah, just do it like Nike. <laughs> Fucks. Okay, so but you mentioned you double on your empire, um, but outside of the school and the thrift store, is there anything else that you want to do in the fashion empire? Um I also want to do visual merchandising, but I'll also be like part of the school. Like, one of my plans is to, like, okay, also teach visual merchandising because, like I said previously, it's important if you don't wear or style a clothes or something properly, like, people will not want to buy it. If you just have, like, a shirt folded in a corner, who going to see it and who going to want to put it on? You need to put it on, like, a body form and show, like, okay, this is how that going to look if it's on me. If it's moving, if I'm active, this is how it's going to look. So I believe like I can, um, I want to teach that, and then I could use some of the students to work in my store, my storefront, so they could help me, you know, create an atmosphere for my customers in the storefront where it's inviting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's one of the plans, which I'm merchandising. Okay, and that's what you did at Adidas, right? Yeah. And you yeah. said it's basically marketing. It's basically marketing, like, because it's through eyes, um, sight, smell, um, sound. So the music has to match the tone that you set in. Then um, the smells in the store mm-hmm. have to be cohesive with the outfits that's portrayed, the clothing that's portrayed. And everything just, like, it matches everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You're not going out and tell people, but if someone passing by your store, mm-hmm. certain things they will see that's different and it will stand out. So probably a way you style a shirt, they never seen that shirt style like that. So they'll be intrigued. They want, you know what? They, I want to buy that shirt and I'm going to style it just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's important. Yeah. That's... I'll show you some of the stuff I did at Adidas. Mm. Yeah. You do. Is like a portfolio that you have. I have pictures, pictures, but yeah. Okay. And do you use that like that sort of portfolio for like now? Do you use it as a remembrance, like to remind yourself what you did, or do you actually like approach, I don't know, suppliers with it and stuff like that? No. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. But that that's a good idea. Honestly, now uh, you said it, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like just putting all that together. Show them, show people that I do have skill and talent and a passion for what I do. Because mm-hmm. 
yeah, like all that is part of um, fashion. Styling is part of fashion. So mm-hmm. if I could put that together, then you'd see like, wow, she definitely is about that life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for that idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm trying to dollars. And have you ever seen yourself outside of fashion? So you've, you've um, accomplished what you wanted to accomplish with it. Do you see yourself like branching out of fashion and doing other things? You, you still have the store there and still yeah. have it's there, but you're branching out? Something I'm interested in too is probably gardening, but not like with flowers, like food. I want to grow my own food. Um, I'll probably turn that one into a business. <laughs> Knowing me, <laughs> probably turn it into a business. And I like cooking too, so it's like maybe I will go into that. But it all depends on, um, like I want to have a family. I want to have a big family. Hopefully, I can get somebody I can agree on, like its children. <laughs> it's. And then not we have like a large three, not four, eight. <laughs> okay, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but yeah, I want to have like a big family. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so after the fashion empire is built, you want to work on the family, and then you worry about then focus more on expansion. Yeah, yeah. So what happens if the family starts before the empire gets built? If the family starts before the empire gets built. Um, they will just help me with my empire. <laughs> they will find areas. I have so much to do in the empire. <laughs> so they will find areas that's interesting to them, and then they will help mommy <laughs> work on her dream. <laughs> but no, no, no. That's that's not true. My children would be. They'll have free will. I'm not going to force them to work in my empire. But yeah. Little child laborers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I little fear or stress? <laughs> Adore. I feel like when the time come, I will figure it out. I always figure it out. So when the time come, if it happens, I will work around it. Mm-hmm. And I will have a supportive partner that will want the best for me because he'll know my dreams and my goals and he'll want to like push me towards it. Mm-hmm. So he'll be supportive. So I will have a, a shoulder to lean on. When I'm planning around, mm-hmm. yeah, if things come. That vision board, you I definitely think. have it planned out. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, you know, you put it out in the, and the universe will respond, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I like that, that you definitely not going to let it stop you. Yeah. I, I find it unfortunate when most times, or at least bit back in the days, at least, that when a woman gets pregnant and yeah. then her career goes, her career goes in the back foot. I, I always found that not fair, whereas the man continues his life as normal, um, but the woman has to like, leave school yeah. or leave the, the job and get a new job or whatever. And I, I, I like that um, you're not going to subscribe to to that. To you. Now. <laughs> now, but before. Like, um, that's a, like, I'm 27. Everyone like, oh, you should have children already. Uh, but yeah, before my mentality was like, children will help, will stop my progress. And that's what like people from the olden days would say. So like my grandparents would say that, my parents would say that, like children would stop you. But as of recent, I've been hearing 
um, very accomplished people saying like they had their child and then the child didn't solve them because they had a vision. And knowing me, I, like from the time I had my my mindset, I had my vision. So I don't think it would have stopped me. Yeah, but then when you're around an environment where people say like that definitely going to stop you, you have to pause everything, you will not be able to accomplish your goals, your dreams, you you get afraid and you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to, no, I don't want to know children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely I had subscribed to it, but I unsubscribed, I unsubscribed to it the moment I became aware of exactly how the mind works. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And we touched on mindset a little bit earlier and, and that is all of all of what you're saying is is exactly that. You know, mm-hmm. writing it down is your mindset. Yeah. Um your environment, which you just mentioned, yeah. is your is affects your mindset. Yeah. Um all these things affect you guys. So so what what I'm to my point is my recommendation is to change your environment the best of ability to to that feeds your goals. True. That feeds your mind, not rather than you know, make you subscribe to things that go against yeah. what you want and, and, and what you feel like you can achieve. Yeah. So, f- you know, I mean, that doesn't mean leave, run away from home. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm not saying run away from home. I'm just saying simply get, let's say, a new group of friends yeah. who yeah. who think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps hang out less with your old group of friends that all you want to do is just go and drink and, yeah. and basically opposite to what you want mm-hmm. um something as simple as that you know li- at least letting your parents know what you want to so try yeah. to stop telling me these things <laughs> let's know okay I, I want to do this this is where i want to go and be straight be straight with them mm-hmm. so they can see like you know what you're about because my parents like they, they know what i'm about mm-hmm. they know i have a good head on my shoulder so if i tell them something they know i'm about that life <laughs> yeah i'm not going to be like uh, like babying or like but that all all happened when i left there mm-hmm. because when i was here i had the um, how would i say that? i was dependent i wasn't very much independent i was like i need my mother to go and help me get my id card i need mm-hmm. my mother to go and help me pay a bill mm-hmm. like you know like i was like a mommy and daddy's girl until i went to canada by myself so that's where changing your environment and moving out of your comfort zone is important for your mindset as well too. So when I left St. Lucia and I went to Canada, I spent a couple uh, months with a uh, year, yeah, a couple months with family. But I it's like I still was on my own, even if like I had family. And then when I left my family, I was on my own mm-hmm. and I had to figure out everything for myself. So that grew my mind. That grew my mind. I learned a lot. I had a lot of free time. I barely had friends mm-hmm. because all my friends I went to school with, they were in a different city to where I moved out. Mm-hmm. And then that was in the midst of COVID, so they had limited mingling. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of time to myself. I watch a lot of YouTube. I read. So like all these things, just taking space from people that can influence because humans are very influential mm-hmm. so just taking time away from people and spending time with yourself and just learning what you want and asking god for your purpose to show you your purpose because you can have a dream and if it doesn't like that's not the right timing or it, it's not aligned to who you have to be it will never work out for you mm-hmm. and that's my belief mm-hmm. so spending time asking god for your purpose and showing your purpose Spending time learning yourself, learning your flaws, learning your red flags, 
even if it might not go away one time but just learning and being aware of these things help you grow your mindset mm -hmm. they always say it's important for you to move out of your um childhood neighborhood mm -hmm. when you're in your 20s mm -hmm. just so you could just experience um life differently before you move into like actually being an adult adult mm -hmm. yeah because sometimes in our 20s we still like we we, we just like baby adults <laughs> <laughs> and i heard someone said that once like i'm just a like if she's 26 i'm just a six-year-old adult like what do you mean i'm supposed to have everything figured out <laughs> a six-year-old adult i yeah. like that <laughs> and then the moment that like, at the moment i heard the girl say that i'm like wait i'm only a seven-year-old <laughs> why am i beating up myself <laughs> like, you know? i really like that that's a very refreshing thing like you can't expect to be perfect at it and we all just started that's yeah. interesting yeah it, it really changed mm. like, it really shifted my mindset like mm -hmm. and when you watch like the millionaires i'm not talking about those that just like started from the bottom and they reach on top one time mm -hmm. i'm talking about those that took time to grow and and then when they were like in their 40s or their 50s then they became millionaires i don't have the examples right off my head but mm -hmm. they have um if you, is it um obama that gave his story I can't remember, mm -hmm. but I know I heard from a lot of like rich and wealthy people that they they got rich and wealthy in the late, like mm -hmm. around 40, 50. I'm like, if they figured it out when they were like this age, why am I beating up myself as a six-year-old adult <laughs> to have everything figured out? Right. Six and social media can do that to you mm -hmm. because you've seen these people on youtube making millions of dollars and then they have nice house nice car nice this and you're like what am i doing i'm not doing enough mm -hmm. yeah but then when you reprogram your mind like this is where i am right now mm -hmm. and i'm a six-year-old adult i'm going to learn all what i need to learn i'm still in the learning processes and then when I reach 10 years or when I reach 20 years as an adult, <laughs> then I could say like, okay, that's what I've accomplished. Or if right. I didn't accomplish, then I could beat up myself because <laughs> you had 20 years mm -hmm. in this life, understanding this life. What did you do? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so a 20 year old adult to be 40. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I like that, that, that new perspective. Yeah. You <laughs> um, changed my life. <laughs> And you mentioned like leaving your childhood um, home or neighborhood, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's that talks to new experiences. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely learning new experiences, and that doesn't mean you have to go far, like yeah, as yeah. far as Canada. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. even <laughs> just mean if you grew up in Vieux go to the north. If you live mm -hmm. in the north, go south, and just being by yourself, like you mentioned, yeah. it definitely like ships. Matures. Uh, yeah, because ships, yeah, matures you. Yeah. yeah. I think that that definitely is a, a big factor to, like you mentioned, the, the mindset and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, I genuinely, I, since I came back from Canada myself, I always said that I, f I, I wish that upon every solution. Like, yeah. again, there's nothing as far as Canada. It could be UE, yeah. go to Barbados. Yeah. And that's a Just different experience. Cross, cross the, um, the shores of St. Lucia. Mm -hmm. Or of where your family is so you have a big family in you thought like you cannot shift without your family doing your every move so it's like everything you know 
is your family, what your family taught you, what you learned from your family. Mm -hmm. When you go somewhere else and you realize people are actually doing something different, then you'll be like, wait, what? They have different ways to do different things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can move from before and move up to castries. Right. Different one time. Right. So final thoughts. What have you said that you want to re-emphasize or what haven't you said that you'd want the viewers to know? Okay, so the first thing is create a vision board for yourself. So you know at all times where you headed, like what's your end goal? So it could be you make it on Pinterest and you watch it, you screenshot it and you put it on your um, phone screen like what I did, or you make an actual board. You print out the pictures and then you make an actual board. You will check out my YouTube video too, show you how to do that. <laughs> um, another thing is, if you have a dream, stick to it and be consistent. Don't wait until you're perfect because nothing in this life is perfect. Um, just like stick to your dreams. What else? Um, getting out of your comfort, your comfort zone, for sure, is a big one. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you for coming. Thanks again for no coming. Problem. It was a pleasure having you. And I hope that my viewers would have gotten a lot of good gems <laughs> from this episode. Um, and definitely... Hopefully see you around again. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have to do a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for watching, guys. Bye. Bye.